everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Verbal Processing Unit, the show where I talk about whatever's in my head verbally. My name is Jeremy Coggins, and I'm a youth pastor who also likes to dabble in tech, games, music, really anything else that piques my interest. Um, I'm here today. It was kind of difficult to get down on this thing, but here I am. Um, I have allergies at the moment. Uh, it's kind of kicking my butt. The nose is clogged all the time, and I have a headache from sniffling. It's no fun at all. So I didn't didn't really want to get get over here and uh, get talking today. But um, the thing that I have going on in my head it's been it's been there for quite a while, and I uh, I think it's time for me to get it out a little bit. And it's um, so first of all, I apologize for how I sound. If I sound sick, it's just because of allergies. Um, and this this particular topic it may meander a little bit. It's a little it's a little difficult to describe, um, and it may be a little bit difficult for me to get out. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, so as a youth pastor, uh, being a youth pastor is just difficult in and of itself. Um, being being a minister we are on the on the front lines of of a, a spiritual battle that's going on and um being the people who are right there we we uh it it become becomes difficult we're right in the line of fire of the enemy uh he is not a fan of what we do um, who we, who we are doing it for. Um, uh, and so people who are, are, uh, are ministers are under fire from a lot of different directions. Um, one from that direction, but the other from, uh, you know, congregations aren't always, well, congregations are full of broken people. Um, and they don't always be the way that they should and they get easily distracted by things that don't matter um and it, it's 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 a it's a difficult job and one that you can't really do successfully without relying on God's strength and his encouragement and um just and the fact that it's this isn't I'm not doing this for me. Um, I'm doing this for him and for the people that he's called me to minister to. Um, without that, without that to f- keep keep us grounded, without that foundation, this job um, is is incredibly difficult and incredibly discouraging. Um, it, it's it's essentially a human human resources job. We're working with we're working with people. The it, but the people we're working with are usually volunteers, and they're naturally hostile, and all all sorts of things. I could go on. I can go on and on about why this job is difficult. But there's there's one particular thing that that um, I've been wrestling with, and it's it's this idea of kind of a, a self censorship. Uh, yeah, a self censorship of of what I believe and how I think, or what I think about. 
Um, I guess the best place place to start with this is to kind of lay out my my belief and my philosophy here. Um, in order to know God, He has to reveal Himself to us, and He has revealed Himself to us in in uh, a variety of ways. Uh, the, the most the most common that we turn to is Scripture, um, but He also uh, we call it that scriptural revelation. Um, but he also reveals himself to us in nature, um, so natural revelation. And then he also reveals himself uh, directly to us, which we would call direct revelation. And using these these methods, God reveals who he is um, to, to us. Um, and because of his enormity, because of his infinity, uh, because of who he is, um, it is it is impossible for us to have a complete comprehension of who God is and how he works. He's just too big. It, it is impossible for us to contemplate how big and how enormous and how powerful our God is. So we have to rely on what it is that he's revealed to us um, and know that what he has revealed to us about himself is true. The, the problem with this is with a limited view of God, we end up having a limited and sometimes skewed understanding. When we look at what God has revealed it, revealed to us, especially um, now when we are about 2,000 years or so removed from uh, what was written, uh, the, or the last stuff that was written about him, we tend to view what was revealed about him in our own cultural context. Um, that creates problems because what was written and how it was written isn't always, or wasn't written with our cultural anecdotes and norms in mind. Um, so we can, so what is revealed about God in scripture can often be uh, misconstrued, misconstrued, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to be something that he isn't. But the, but the entire problem here is that it is very, it, well, it is impossible to have a complete understanding of God. Um, and it is difficult to get the, to the understanding that we do have. Um, what's really amazing about God is he has revealed himself in such a way that um, understanding of him is really scalable, um, that we can make an understanding of him simple enough for young children to know who he is. And yet he is com so complex enough that there are questions about him that have been boggling uh, the smartest thinkers for literally for centuries. So what what this creates is 
as a minister, as a quote-unquote professional, um, someone who who knows about God professionally, um, if if I could, if I guess that word kind of applies, but um, as someone who has professionally studied, um, has a degree in in that, and how that particular study applies to. Um, youth, I have a particular set of, of views on how that revelation has come about and what that revelation actually says about God. Okay. And I'm continually trying to learn. I am listening, I listen to books and I read books and I I discuss things and we uh, look at things from new angles and try to uncover uh ancient cultural context and 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 look at things that way what ends up happening is there are some there are very different views about how things were written and what they could mean um versus what uh, for lack of a better term, a lay person knows, or what the congregation knows, those that don't study God professionally. Um, there's a difference between um, popular understanding about God and um, the uh, academic understanding about God. Uh, and sometimes... The, the way that um, some Christians tend to be is if if your understanding is different in, in any way about from their understanding, um, it's considered it's considered heresy. Um, uh, you are you're labeled as someone who isn't right and and can be shunned from the community. Um, that this is why there are denominations. Um, there are groups of people who have gotten together over a shared understanding of who God is. And there are churches that have, that have split, and there are denominations that have split um, because of, of their denominations. There are certain denominations that the, the, the particular order and words that come after their name uh, signifies the exact kind of theology that they have about God, uh, and it is very different from another, ch- and it is sp- specifically different from a church that has a different word, and they all have different meanings, and it's it's a whole long, complicated history that I'd, I don't want to go into. Mostly, it, it's 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 dumb enough that it wasn't a a key part of of the studies that I have, but it's there and it's, um, it's, but it's something that Christians or people that follow God, uh, guard passionately is their understanding about God and some of it for good reason, uh, because, uh, through the scriptures, through nature and through direct revelation, God has, uh, revealed himself to that person in such a way um that they have a particular they have a particular understanding and to say that 
this particular way of looking things may be wrong is often equivalent to saying that what you believe about God is wrong. And so everything you believe about God is wrong. There, there's a fundamental flaw in that to think that just because one thing you think about a person is wrong, that everything you think about a person is wrong, um, that that is true. That is that that's a that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. But we we get to we get to this place where um, what you're thinking about God and the way that you see Him is different from somebody else. And normally that's not a big deal because uh, you can you can you can talk and you can debate that kind of thing and maybe come to an understanding about it. It's different as a minister uh, because I as a minister, you are paid, which first of all completely changes a relationship, which makes, makes the relationship weird to begin with because you come into a church and you're part of a church, but you're paid to be there. And so some things you're expected because it's your job, but some things you're expected because you're a Christian and where is the line between the two? It gets really gray and really complicated really quick. But as a minister, you are brought in to lead the church, all right? And you're normally you are to lead the church in at least really close to their understanding about God or the church's theology about God. Um, the, where, where some of the tension comes in is as Christians, we aren't, we aren't meant to stay where we are in our understanding about God. So we have to um, we're, we're required to, not required, but one of the things that's expected of us is growth. And growth happens through, uh, through conflict and chaos, um, with, through friction. Um, and so and as ministers, we understand that um, we are to continue to grow in our understanding and knowledge about God and who he is and our, and our love for him. That means challenging the way that we think about him and the way we think about things. Um, so there's, as, as a minister, we are paid to come in and um, have a certain amount of ties to the theology and yet expand and challenge the thinking. The... The, the difficulty becomes knowing how far is too far, where the line is. How far can you push a congregation's understanding of God before they think you're crazy and, and want another minister who's closer to how they think about God? And that that is... You know, and that's that's a real struggle for a pastor or for a minister. It's certainly a struggle for me. Um, a lot of the a lot of the views that I have about about things. You know, we can talk about we can talk about creation versus evolution. We can talk about the 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 role of 
of sort of the early chapters of Genesis and what they really mean, um, what Revelation means and is. And um, my theology is really different from uh, pop theology, um, sort of the theology that is that is prevalent in Pure Flix movies. Um, I I really can't stand Christian movies, quote unquote, and a lot of the the Christian subculture, the Christian pop culture, because it tends to be really reductionistic and and too simplistic of who God is, and that creates a lot of problems um, with our real understanding of God. But the but the problem is that is where people are. Um, and so where the self censorship comes in is. I'm teaching youth, all right, and I'm 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 trying to teach them what is right, you know, it, according to my understanding, you know, based on my theology, you know, based on my study of God, I'm trying to uh, edu- educate and challenge them to go uh, past their their understanding of God. Um, to see that God is bigger than we are, um, and you know, just challenge their understanding. However, as a youth pastor, I'm also partnering with the parents to reinforce what it is the parents are teaching at home. I'm not here to to tell students that their parents are wrong and that they. Um, that I am right. I'm not here to create conflict between the youth and their parents. I'm here to encourage growth. <clears throat> but again, part of that growth is conflict. And so um, I you know the challenge and what's oh, what's difficult is is teaching teaching my understanding of God, my theology without, Stepping on the toes of parents, because um, they're the the way my youth group is is uh, is split. I've got it's pretty much half and half homeschoolers and public schoolers. Um, I was I was raised in a public school home. I wasn't homeschooling, and there's there's a certain kind of cultural difference between the two. Um, and those that tend to have a certain kind of theology tend to be homeschoolers, and those that tend to have another certain kind of theology tend to not. So there's there is certainly a conflict between what my theology is and the theology of my parents. So here I am. I'm trying to teach, and I teach based on my theology. Um, there's there's really no way around that. And I know that there are certain things that I believe that are very different from from what other parents believe. How do I teach their students? How do I challenge them to to expand their understanding of God um, without alienating them from their parents or Um, insulting the parents by saying that what they what they think is wrong. This is this is a struggle, and how it kind of comes out is a self censorship. There, 
there are certain topics that I avoid or I don't talk about specifically because I know what I think about them is different from others. A good example of this is um, I just recently did a a lesson series on uh, faith versus science. Um, and there's a series of videos. It's, uh, it's called Origins. Uh, it's a great video series from uh, Bio, or it's a person that, that the people that started BioLogos. Um, the people who started BioLogos, their whole thing is they're scientists and they are, um, they're, they're digging into the science and they're digging into the theology and they're trying to create harmony between the two. They're, the belief is that these things don't have to be in opposition. Um, and when we talk about creation versus evolution, when you talk about creationists and evolutionists, the main the main idea is you no know, creationists tend to believe that science is wrong, except for where it proves what they think. Um, and and a lot of times it's uh, you have to either believe in God or you believe in science. And science and evolutionists typically tend to think that way too. Um, it's science versus faith. Um, and you have to pick one or the other. Um, a good example of this is the Ken Ham uh, versus uh, and the um, Bill Nye debate. Um, two people who are on very opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, and that that debate, I, I highly recommend you go and watch it because if you look at that debate, they never actually talk to each other. One says something, the other, and when they get done, the other person comes up and says, know something that's related to what it is and then they go off on their own tangent and they never actually talk to each other nor do they really define their terms and it wasn't really a debate it was one person said what they they thought the other person the other person there wasn't any interaction between them and they were just on either side they never actually addressed the issues that the other person was bringing up and that was that that was a debate and that is 100% what creationist versus evolutionist that I that conflict looks like. So the, these people at Biologos are taking the opposite approach. Instead of saying that these things are in conflict with each other, they're in harmony with each other and looking at how that's possible. And the difficulty with that is it's, it's complex, it's messy, there's a lot of gray area, there's not a lot of absolutes in, in it and um, they actually admit that they aren't, they don't have it perfectly yet. And, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier is that we cannot have a perfect understanding of who God is. And if we say we have a perfect understanding of who God is, we are being arrogant and prideful and stupid because it is impossible for us to know. So that understanding drives me to learn and know more about God and know him better and and try to buck off any preconceived notions that I have about him. You know, look at what my parents taught me. See, is did they understand this correctly? Do I have an improper understanding of this? And it pushes me to uh, look at and adopt and change my theology. But remember, I, I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. I I study God professionally. It's weird to say that, but that's really what I do. I I 
I have the tools to academically uh, evaluate the stuff that's around me and adjust my theology accordingly. Where the people in the congregation, not everybody has that ability or desire or, or are at the same place theologically that I am. So how, how do I, the, the, a really big struggle with ministers is how do we reconcile these differences? How do I, as, as someone who um, um, is looking at you know, this idea of uh, maybe evolution, God could have created us using evolution, you know, looking at that and kind of wrestling with that, how do I reconcile those kind of beliefs with people who are staunch Answers in Genesis followers where it was six, God created everything in six literal days, um, exactly how it is said in Genesis. No, and I could point out, how do we do that? How, uh, and and it's really easy to get into self censorship mode where I say, okay, I know I don't believe the same thing here that that they do, so I'm just not going to talk about it. Um, it it it's it's easier to not talk about it and stick to the to the the easy truths than tackle these hard ones. So what I did with the faith versus science thing is instead of um, presenting it as this is the way it is, it was more of a discussion. It was talking about, you know, this is why people believe this way and this is why people believe this way and saying that, you know, there is no one theory or one, you know, kind of maiden concept about this stuff. That is 100% correct. There isn't one that completely harmonizes uh, the different revelations that God has given us, you know, uh, direct, scriptural, natural. You know, and the idea is, you know, if since God is revealing himself to us in these different ways, it's revealing the same person. And so the picture that all of these are depicting should be the same. Um, but he... There, he reveals different parts to himself in different ways because it works better for him to reveal himself in diff, different parts of himself in different ways. So we are trying to reconcile, you know, get a better under, understanding of who God is based on the revelation that he's given us. It's difficult. Um, and we'll never have a complete understanding of who he is until the day that we are standing face to face with him um, that is when we will we will truly understand him, and in you know I, I, even then we probably won't completely understand him. We'll spend the rest of eternity getting to know him even more than we are here on Earth. So, but even in even in that. That class, there was a couple times that I was asked specifically, well, Jeremy, what do you think? And I have, I, I feel like I have to be very careful how I answer that. I feel like I can't just come out and say exactly what I think because it could cause people to, it, I could 
lose credibility with people. Um, and losing credibility with people could cause, really could cause me to lose my job. Um, so there's, part of the conflict here is, is uh, a desire to, to understand God and a desire for job security, you know, to be able to provide for my wife uh, and the, and our, our little family here um, and, you know, not live on the street. So how, how do you, how do you balance the two? How do you find good reconciliation between the two? And it's difficult. It is, it is a struggle every, every single day, you know, looking at and thinking about the things that I want to talk about. Um, that this is a constant, constant struggle. Um, and there, people have a tendency to, to lean further one way or the other. They, uh, there are some people that say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, to, um, compromise what I believe at all. I know what I believe and it's evolving and it's different. And if you don't like, don't like what I think about, that's fine. I'll go somewhere else. Um, and then some people go to the complete opposite side is where job security is so important that they'll, they'll toe the, the church theology line, um, to a T 100% of the time, but the, and they never challenge the congregation. And I personally believe that both of those options are wrong. We shouldn't, um, both sides is completely alienating a certain thing because of a difference in thought or a difference in a uh, way of thinking. Um, uh, the one who is willing to leave just because, you know, isn't willing to compromise on what they believe, um, is unwilling to say that, you know, th these other people may be right. I may be wrong, you know, and that, you know, as a learner, the, the thought that, you know, I can be wrong, um, means that I'm willing to listen to everybody and what they think, um, and evaluate it to see if it could be true. Um, so I can't just stick to my guns and they can take it or leave it because that that alienates the part the learner in me and yet I can't just stick to the church party line and not challenge things because that also alienates the learner in me and it keeps me where I am and it keeps everyone else where I am and that's not the reason why I was called in a ministry <sighs> So there's a balance there, and it's a balance that every minister faces. Uh, and and I I think that the congregation doesn't understand. Well, there's a lot of things that a congregation doesn't understand about about ministers and 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 the the nature of their job. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that most congregations have no clue how much their pastor struggles with this, um, and how much time in a week is 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 spent on figuring out this particular problem. How far can I push a con? Can I challenge the congregation? How far is too far? If I say this, will this person get upset? 
Um, if I say this, will this person want to try to remove me from my from my job? Is is that worth the risk? Is you know is is God calling me to challenge them here, or is this just something I feel like I need to push? This is this is a this is the struggle of the minister, and it's something I I've been. It's just it's been an earworm in my head for a while, just thinking about this idea of you know struggling with the idea that I feel like I I censor myself in order to uh, appease people in the church that believe differently than me. And I don't now a lot of these things aren't aren't salvation issues, um, and the difference that I have doesn't make them doesn't make them. Um, salvation issues, and they're not, it's not heresy, it's not blasphemy or anything like that, but it's different enough that people can misunderstand it. Um, so if there's anyone from my, from, you know, the area that goes to the church that's listening to this, I, I, I want to be clear that um, the, the, I, the differences in theology isn't major enough Um to warrant splitting or anything. Um, but how some of them are on semi-controversial topics or hot button topics, uh, where people are, um, really, really toe the party line there. And it's, it's their way or the highway. And that's, there are people with that kind of attitude in the church, um, where, wherever you go. And, It's 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 difficult to find a way to challenge them without having them leave, you know. And there there are certain there are times when you know they have to get on with they have to get on board with what is new or go someplace else. There's a time for that, but there's also a time for me as a pastor to be sensitive to where people are. And work slowly to expand how they think. Um, And this is, so the key here really is relying on God and relying on the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, give you discernment to know which is which. Um, I'm really glad that I don't have to figure this out on my own. I would go crazy. I would go crazy trying to figure it all out. But because of my God and and because of the spirit that he's have his spirit that he's given me the counselor, uh, the guider, I rely on his guidance to know when to speak up, when to shut up, um, and when to subtly challenge, so that we are all growing together. That's what I do. That's what I rely on, and that's 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 really all it comes back to. Come back to it. Comes back to, as a minister, I am a servant of Jesus Christ, um, and I I go where He leads, and I teach what He speaks, um, and I I am His mouthpiece. And if I if I to try to do it, if I try to do it my way, I'm already doing it wrong, and I'm gonna fail. Um, which which it doesn't make it easier it's it's really hard to 
to follow God every day, especially when, when, when you see, for lack of a better term, when you see stupid people, when you know that they're, you, you know that they're wrong, um, in what they're doing, and you, it, it, you're, uh, there's a frustration, there's an exasperation there of why, why are you doing it that way? That is obviously not how it's supposed to go. Those those times there, it's really hard to follow God and follow the direction that He has for us, and it takes time and it takes patience, and it takes a a lot of grace from God to be able to get to a point where we can listen to that still small voice when all we want to do is yell and scream. So in the in the midst of all this rambling, in the midst of all this struggle that we ministers go through, it comes back to following following Christ. And if anyone's listening to this that is a that is part of a congregation, I, I hope that you will give your minister a little bit of slack. The next time that you you hear a sermon and you think that it's a little bit too <clears throat> watered down, you think it's a little too simplified, you think you didn't push it enough, um, understand that he may want to, but was, but the Lord held him back for, for somebody else who isn't, has an issue with it. Or the next time he, he does a sermon, um, he or she does a sermon where, you think you pushed it a little, they pushed it a little too far. You, you feel a little too uncomfortable that it may have pushed the envelope a little too much. Just remember that, um, he may be meant to challenge. Um, and there's, there's a balance. There's a balance to be found there. It's difficult. There's, oh, there's a thought I just had. I just went through my mind couple of times and I've I've lost it but I was looking at so I was talking about the next time that um, pastor pushes too hard or it seems like a pastor is pushing hard hmm I don't know I lost it <laughs> It was there, and I had to get the rest. Sometimes I don't speak fast enough for my brain. Um, and by the time I finally get out what I have to get out, the rest of it is gone. So, uh, But that's that's where I'm at there. It's, uh, it's a struggle, um, but, I, but I, have to, I have to rely on God, um, or this will just drive me nuts. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got to today for today. Thank you for, for listening. And this is a, this is one of my longer episodes, but it was, it's good stuff and stuff that I want to, I want to, I, I felt like I needed to kind of get out. Um, not doing a whole lot at, at the moment. Um, uh, uh, I haven't heard anything about the essay in the book and that uh, I know it was getting published this month sometime. So I'm expecting to hear, hear about it in the next couple weeks so as soon as i know something about it um i'll let you guys know um other than that you can find everything else that i'm doing at jeremycoggins.com i'm constantly well con not constantly but whenever i get the chance i update it with new things and you can always find out um about other things that i'm working on there so thank you everybody for listening and i'll talk to you again next week